Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Business Chef Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and today we are talking to, without a doubt, one of the best chefs in the world. Actually, one of only 70 certified master chefs who is pretty amazing. Victor Hilase is also... Not only is he a consultant, not only is he an educator, but he is the former Vice President of Advancement and Business Development at the Culinary Institute of America. He has since stepped down from that role, but is still involved in many high levels of culinary and has stopped by to share his story with us. So without further ado, let's talk to Chef and find out a little bit about his story and about becoming a certified master chef. Yes, uh, Sean. So thank you, thank you for having me on the program. But uh, my career started early on uh, as a young individual growing up uh, in the Netherlands. My parents and grandparents uh, were in the business, so in the hotel, restaurant, and hospitality business. So I basically grew up in this and uh, did an apprenticeship in the Netherlands. And after that, uh, traveled uh, like a journeyman to uh, the various countries, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, uh, back to France, then back to Holland. And then ultimately, uh, my career took me to the opportunity um, in uh, the Carlton Hotel in Johannesburg to be part of an opening crew there during the mid-70s, which was great. It was run by... Western International Hotels at the time, which now is uh, Starwood. Um, so um, had that opportunity to be part of a, a, a large hotel operation, which is fantastic. Uh, transferred into the United States and immigrated here. Uh, worked in New York City. Um, then uh, the company moved me to Seattle. And then uh, they transferred me to Texas and worked at the Western Oaks, uh, the Galleria in uh, Houston, and then opened the Western Hotel in Dallas in 1981-82. So uh, my, my career really has centered around restaurants and hotels. And um, so basically, um, once you are involved with openings, that's sort of the culminates into that effort of, uh, you know, you have reached that pinnacle. You either can stay there or you can do something else. And uh, always wanted to operate uh, my own restaurant. So uh, we did that following uh, that stint. We opened restaurants here in Dallas at two locations. And then um, I had a consulting company, Culinary Fast Track and Associates, that I started in 1991 uh, simultaneously with the restaurants, uh, which was uh, very successful. And then uh, at one point, um, you know, I've always been involved, very much involved with the Culinary Olympics and 
in the competitive sphere and, and so forth. So uh, I think um, in those days, being involved with teams like that, that really uh, help round out your career, focus on the, the individual skill sets, uh, uh, really honing in, uh, being able to accept uh, solid feedback and so forth. So then from there on, um, I completed the um, certified master chef test. It's currently only about 70 of those individuals out there. And um, all the while, uh, really building the relationship with uh, Mark Erickson, Tim Ryan, at the time, Ferdinand Metz, and so forth. So this business is so much, as you know, Sean, this is so much about uh, the network, uh, the relationship building, and, uh, you know, helping each other out as the career goes along. And so in 1998, I was approached by uh, then Executive Vice President Tim Ryan to come join the team at the, at the college, and which I did. And I spent 20 years at the CIA, um, served as the Dean of Culinary Baking and Pastry Studies, uh, where my role predominantly was uh, curriculum faculty and the education for the college baccalaureate and associate uh, programs. Uh, then, after seven years, I, I moved into the role of our establishing our consulting group for the CIA. I did that, and then my uh, time there culminated with the vice president of advancement position. And basically, um, you know, you can see how um, uh, that role uh, I had to uh, was responsible with my team to raise in excess of 100 and $8 million for the capital campaign, the largest capital campaign in the CIA's history. So come at uh, December 2017, I decided, you know, it's time to uh, move back to Texas and, uh, you know, continue uh, the work that I used to do with uh, Culinary Fast Track and, and see what's next in store for me. I mean, the, the reality is I uh, spent uh, the greater part of a third of my Adult life at the um, at the CIA, and I felt there was some other opportunities. The CIA is just a phenomenal place, and the ability to uh, teach young men and women to be successful in our craft, and to mentor young men and women, and then later on, as time goes by, to every once in a while get a message, whether that be on LinkedIn or to a phone call you get, uh, Chef. Uh, I remember. X, Y, Z, and thank you very much. That is really what uh, meant the most uh, to me. But we are currently back in Dallas, and I'm involved in various different project works for smaller clients. I still do a lot of work for the culinary in their consulting group, but more on a contractor basis. So it's been a tremendous uh, journey thus far. Uh, in the process, uh, you know, you continue to grow, you continue to learn, and if that is a message I use really when I speak to various organizations, it's all about never, you know, don't ever give up, don't stop learning. It's an ever-evolving scenario that keeps the brain young and keeps you keeps you always growing. Chef, you are a part of arguably one of the most elite organizations when it comes to cooking as a certified master chef. Talk about that process that you went through in, in obtaining that designation, the journey that, that took you there. 
Yeah, Sean, that is a an excellent question. I don't think we the certified MasterChef test um, and the group itself um, has done a good enough job in um, coaching and mentoring that next generation to come through that. But at the time, uh, and I, I go back to 1979-1980, when I first became involved with the Culinary Olympics. And um, the Culinary Olympics being involved on, in a team where you work with various different individuals, all different skill sets, and you learn um, to accept that everybody brings something to the table. And uh, that really was the precursor, I believe, for me personally to the CMC test. It really helped me uh, understand what that all took. Uh, and I, if I backtrack for a second here, because the reality is um, a lot has been said about um, you know, the value of an apprenticeship program and the value of a culinary education and should you really do this. I think what happens today, that, uh, and I was fortunate when uh, I went through my apprenticeship, the, the road after the apprenticeship allowed me to focus really on where do I fit in best. So you work for the best chefs in the best houses and you learn to develop your craft whether that was the garmanger or the saucier or the entremetier but you really honed in on that developing that skill set and I think today I think unfortunately that road to constant development as such is shorter and so consequently people when they find themselves in our business today they they want to take the test, and they want to do it, but they don't really have um, the skill set uh, or the the discipline, the competency in the individual uh, areas of competencies. And it is really about developing those over a period of time. Um, so from, from my perspective, uh, after the Culinary Olympics, uh, during the 80s and 84 and the 86 Culinary World Cup team, uh, I was asked to um, to take the test then. And I said to, at the time, I said to Mr. Metz and Tim Ryan, I said, I wasn't ready yet. Um, and I let me take the test a little later. And I took it in 89. Uh, and I did that while I was fully emerged in uh, my operations at the restaurants and all that. So uh, the the Certified MasterChef test, and you mentioned that you alluded to it, is an exclusive club, and we really don't want to be an exclusive club because it's really uh, a, a group of professionals that have tested their own ability to succeed at these competencies at a high level of pressure that goes along with it. So I'm, I'm very happy to see that the American MasterChef's order and the ACF have come together to see in how we can... Um, break up the test in such a way that a, a professional today uh, can actually take out a couple of days and, and accomplish this. Um, very happy to see that there's a greater network of mentorship, of guiding an individual through that process. Uh, because in, in the day when I took the test, um, the test was scheduled for uh, January and February of 89, uh, <laughs> you, you have to report for duty, and basically it's 
there you are. Uh, there wasn't that sort of network in place. Today there is. And if an individual is not quite ready, then he or she needs to tap in to any one of us on the 70 master chefs and say, what do you think that I should do? Do you really feel that I am ready for this, this test? And it is something that is very personal. The stakes are extremely personal. It's, it's about, are you able to achieve that? So that it really hasn't, and it hasn't got anything to do with anybody else but, uh, yourself. And then the, the question later on is, you know, how, how relevant do you stay? How involved do you stay with your business? Because that is really what this is all about. And uh, constant, uh, constantly questioning yourself. And uh, if you had told me uh, in 1978 that um, uh, when I was a line cook, uh, that I would be uh, uh, responsible for the uh, fundraising for the Culinary Institute of America, I would have said, yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy, but that is the path one chooses, and it, and it has the same applies to the the CMC test. That is is articulating quietly what it is that you want to achieve, uh, how you're going to go about it, uh, the timing that is involved. Uh, for some people, it takes longer. Uh, admitting what your real skill sets are and what are the what are the competencies that you really have to work on. On, and then not be afraid to reach out and uh, ask somebody for for input and support because uh, that is the only way to grow, to understand, to listen to that feedback. Uh, it's okay to be a follower uh, and uh, understanding and listening to somebody else that gives you that feedback. So that, uh, that has really helped me in my journey for the CMC test, and that's why uh, over the years I've continued to recertify uh, making sure that I'm uh, active, involved, and doing the things that I need to do uh, to be at the best that I can be and, and deliver value for whomever I deal with. So. Chef, talk a little bit about what do you th- what do you think that obtaining that that designation or that certification has done for you professionally? Maybe, maybe even in the minds of others, it, is it does it make you more valuable? Does it does it give you more clout? You know, talk a little bit about gaining that and the the perception of value in others' minds from from you having that. Uh, it is kind of interesting that when I moved out of, uh, out of my I don't know uh, when I moved out of my position of uh, advancement with the culinary, one of the first outreaches I received uh, from the field was from other colleges that needed fundraisers. <laughs> And I kind of smiled at that because that is that is a, a real compliment because uh, what it means is you have learned a new skill set, you added that you, to your portfolio. And I think uh, once you achieve the certified MasterChef test, uh, that's all great, but it doesn't stop there. That, that, that is just a, okay, now you have done that. So now how do you live up to that uh, reputation of being a certified MasterChef and what have you? What are you contributing? Who are you talking to? And, and so forth. So it has allowed me the opportunity to uh, to publish books. It has allowed me um, certainly allowed me an, an opportunity to pursue the career with Culinary Institute. Um, and and that that success of um, successful certification that adds to your your base of um, 
education that you have and the love for your craft, uh, your ability to constantly admit that you need to stay relevant. And um, that really, I think it has served me very well, not only in the uh, employment realm, but certainly also from the aspect of having been able to provide for a good living for my family. You know, in the process of this interview, I was just absolutely blown away by a lot of things that um, that Victor said. I think that there's a a certain perception of, of certified master chefs, at least there is or was with me, that once you obtain that level, once you take the exam, once you become that person, then you you've kind of arrived. You have hit the pinnacle you've been able to uh you know do something that few have and because of that all of a sudden you you're just a different person but um (laughs) obviously that's not the case i think he he makes a lot of really good points in there that that is something that you've done that is that is something a box that you can check but what do you do from there what what do you do with that do you do more with that um, or do you just kind of sit back and rest on your laurels and I think that the type of people that prepare themselves and take the certified master chef exam are the type of people that continue to work hard and continue to move forward and continue to grow themselves as well as their positions with the industry and the industry itself so I think I, I really gained a lot from this um, there was so much information that uh, I had to break it into two parts. And so next next week we'll get to hear part two of uh, my interview with Certified Master Chef Victor Gilesay. So tune in. Make sure you're here because some of the insights that he shares are just incredible. Um, industry insights, perceptions that he has based on years and years of experience. And I think that it's worth your time to come back and hear it. So thanks again for joining us today. Hopefully you gained a few nuggets of wisdom from this as I did. And I look forward to continuing this conversation with Chef next week. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food for money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.